When I had my twins, I immediately knew I wanted another baby because all I could think about was both of them leaving me for college at the same time. Well, last week, that third baby packed up her car and headed from Illinois to Florida for college. As I wiped my tears, I realized that over the last 21 years, I'm sure I have spent an inordinate amount of time prepping my kiddos to leave the nest and to be independent and successful when their time comes. So here are four things I did a little differently because I'm an entrepreneur that just might help you as you prepare your kiddos for independence. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Well, I love making money and doing fun things in life. I feel like my most important mission is setting my kids up to succeed. This isn't by being a helicopter parent and hovering over them to make sure that I control everything they do or being the mower parent who plows the path down for my kids so they don't don't ever get into the brush or the weeds. My philosophy was to empower my three now adult children to fail and get back up. I wanted to inspire them to go for their dreams and not build a life working in a job they hate for 40 years. If you want to hear also about how I encourage my kiddos to fail and keep going, check out episode 31. But today I want to share with you four things I feel like I did looking back that have created strong, confident, capable, and not perfect humans that I'm sending off to college over the next few weeks. First, find your passion. This is what I've told my kids, find your passion. I hear a lot of parents telling their children, and I'm not judging, but they tell their kids, go be a nurse because you'll always have a job. Look, this is great if you love healthcare and you want to be a nurse, but if you don't, this is not the way to build a happy life. So how do you help your kids find their passion? Well, I tell my kids that I don't care about their grades. I I need them to pass high school, of course, but I want them to find something they love and they can build a career out of, right? It's not about being good at everything. It's about being great at something and loving that something enough to build a career and a life out of it. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're different, We want to do what we love. We don't want to settle for something that we hate to do all day long, every day. I think we're wired differently and we're fueled by our passion. And one of the greatest gifts I think we can give our kids is to help them believe that they can build a great career doing what they love. 
Now, I did that by investing in courses, camps, adventures, things that encourage them to find out what they want. One of the things that I believe changed my kids was a free high school entrepreneurial program they did as high school seniors. They had to get up early for school. They had to dress nicer than most high school students, and they had to start a business. They had to write a business plan. They got to hear from 60-plus business speakers and even competed in a Shark Tank-type event. This lit a fire in all of them, which I loved, of course, but I didn't expect it. And while they may not end up starting or having their own businesses, they learned some really great soft skills. They learned how to talk to adults. They learned how to have an appreciation for small businesses. And they see in our community how the small businesses are solving problems, which I love. I hope you can take a minute, maybe pause this even to think about what your kiddos' unique abilities are and how you can encourage them to do things that will expand that and really challenge them in that direction. Number two, leadership training. Look, we're all kind of like science projects. And I feel like as an adult, I'm still figuring myself out (laughs) how to be a better friend, parent, wife, how to control stress, be more productive, function at the highest level. All of these puzzle pieces that we're trying to collect over our lives. So how do we expect our children to have themselves all figured out? How do we expect them to make great decisions and and build a life they love? So I I don't know, I've, I've sort of come to realize over time that we either invest in personal development for them as children and plant those seeds in them to be lifelong learners and to be leaders, or they do it later in life as therapy. And look, not that therapy's bad, I know that everyone could probably benefit from therapy. But in sports, we like to call it prehab. We know for competitive athletes that injuries are coming. So let's do the work before the injury comes. We call that prehab because after it happens, it's rehab. And you you probably will need some combo of it. But let's do prehab for our kids because we know that they're going to be in tough decisions, right? They're going to be making tough choices in their life. So I found a leadership program when my kids were young called Landmark Forum. I'm sure it's still around. It was a big investment. It was hard work. We had to go as the adult for three days and then they had to go. And it is like group therapy, but my kids came out of it really appreciating the things they have and the and the privileges that they have. And so it was very eye-opening for them. When I joined National Speaker Association, they have a youth leadership program. So every year I would take my kids, once they turned 10, with me, and they would spend the week getting motivational speakers and doing a philanthropic program in the city that they were in and meeting kids from all over and having fun adventures. They've done FCA camps, which is Fellowship of Christian Athlete Camps over the years. They've done sports camps, many of them. For my son, he did the Boy Scouts, a lot of Boy Scouts. One of them cost, or many of them actually cost good money. He got to go live on a boat in the Florida Keys for a week. And we joke, we think he ate warm bologna (laughs) and warm mayonnaise. How disgusting. But his leadership abilities really came out. He was mentoring the younger boys and and solving problems and taking care of things. And so it really grew him as a person. And, and I think it was a game changer for him. My girls were really into sports and they got a lot of coaching and leadership there. 
But for John, I think that Boy Scouts really contributed to the leader that he's becoming. And my kids are still becoming, right? They're never going to be the end-all be-all, which neither are yours and neither are we, right? Neither am I. But if we can give them an advantage when they're put in tough situations to have some things to fall back on, I think it really helps them. I also have taken my kids to a lot of conventions. I know John, because he didn't do sports, was able to go to more conventions. I think he's been to 10 with me. I've taken all three of them all over Europe with a photography convention. I've taken them to PPA and WPPI. In fact, John started a photo booth business in high school, and we spoke on the platform at WPPI about how to do that, which was pretty, pretty cool. And he's not my kid who's ever going to sign up for public speaking. And yet we spoke on a stage at a national convention and talk about pushing the comfort zone. It really did that. So what I would ask you is what programs can you find that you can invest in for your children? Yes, they take money. That's why you're building a profitable business to pay for these things. But maybe there are some locally, maybe they love coding and you want to find a college in your state that offers a coding program. I get that these things take money, but as a parent, there's not many places I'd rather put my money than investing in growing my children's skills. Third, Treating parenting like a business. I do not claim to be a parenting expert, but I love a well-run business. And I was a team sport girl. I played volleyball in high school and college. And so I like things to run well. And I hated when I would come home and things were out of balance. And I hate yelling. I hate being crabby mommy and bossing everybody around. I'm not saying I haven't done it, but I don't like how it feels. And so what we started doing was calling a family meeting. I'm putting air quotes around it, right? A family meeting. That's literally what we call it. Hey guys, we need to have a family meeting. Usually these are at the start of summer and at the start of the school year, because once you get into a routine, things get better. But then when everybody comes home for the summer, it would seem to be all out of control. And so I, I don't want to be a barker. I don't want to bark at people. I don't want to ground people, take off their door, scream at them. I just sort of look at it like, why can't we all work together? I want us to work like a well-run machine. And so I'd explain that. Why not treat them like a part of this team? Because really, if everyone doesn't buy into my ideas, they're probably not going to happen. And who knows that I have the best idea. All I know is that things aren't working when we call that family meeting. So Joe and I took this seriously. I think the first time I did it, I was kind of just doing it in desperation. But like, I looked at it sort of, like, how would I do this if I were in my business? I would call a team meeting and we would talk about how to fix things. So I thought, well, hey, let's try this. Well, my husband got on board really quickly. And then one of the next ones, he came with a typed up agenda. I was so proud of him. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I totally picked the right husband. But we would go through our bullet points and we would tell them, hey, come prepared with any bullet points you have because we're open to your suggestions too of how we can do things better. We'd go through our bullet points and we'd say, do you agree? Do you have suggestions? And, and listen, you guys, seriously, we were shocked. They would bring suggestions and we were surprised that they were also bothered by the fact that there was no, no food in the fridge or that, you know, laundry was piling up and stinky in the hallway or whatever it was. They were bothered by those things too. And sometimes they had suggestions. Maybe they weren't ours, but they had ideas of how to make it work better, which, hey, 
if we, you have a suggestion, I am open, let's take it, let's do it. Because if it's their suggestion, likely they're going to take it. Did the changes always work out or last? Of course not. That's not, you know, we don't live in a perfect world, but it made things better, right? And we moved things forward. And um, I think it also sets the sort of precedent that I'm not going to be the parent. Like I, I didn't have parents like this, but I don't subscribe to that. It's my house and you live by my rules belief. And so it really sets that as a safe place, right? Because I want them to be able to come to me with bigger problems. And if, if I'm the bossy rule maker, it just doesn't, it doesn't open those doors when things get tough. I really believe as a family, we're a family team, and everyone on the team is important, right? And, and if you look at Michael Jordan's team or LeBron James or whomever, they may be the star, but there's a person sitting in that last seat on the bench who's contributing in some way, even if it's just being a practice player. And so you can't discard that person as being unimportant or you're not important, just do what we say. No, like that person can make the game change, by paying attention, by looking, by watching, by throwing one little idea here or there. So I don't think anybody's more important than anyone else. And um, my husband always says, you get more bees with sugar than vinegar. So again, guys, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but as an entrepreneur, we have a set of skills that other people don't have. So I encourage you to say, hey, let's set a family meeting. And I'd love to see how you do that. And what you find is now and then all things are out of control and I'll, I'll put in our family text, hey, I'd like to have a family meeting tonight. It's funny how I come home to a clean house with a full fridge and smiles on faces <laughs> because they know what's coming, right? And they're like, hey, we'll just fix it before we even have to talk about it. So I would love for you to set a family meeting and I'd love to hear how it goes. So let me know. And fourth, in business, we live by our core values. Why don't we do that at home? Teach them core values. That's number four. Kids need a life rule book. So do we. There's so much pressure for kids now around social media and cell phones. They've never been more aware of what's happening around them and sadly what's happening without them. So when kids have a clear set of rules of core values that they live by, it helps them make decisions and life becomes easier, just like we do in our business. And for us in our business, and, and this falls over into our family, we lift as we climb, right? In other words, you don't have to be an expert to help others. My girls love mentoring younger volleyball players. And my son, when he was in scouts, became such a leader. The, the other troop leaders called him Sarge. <laughs> um, another is the more the merrier. Right, We talk about that a lot because I want my kids to know if they're ever in a situation where someone is at risk of being left out, they don't even need to ask us. Right, The more the merrier. We'll get more food if it's bringing them to dinner. We'll all share. Bring that extra person because no one wants to be left out. And as far as adventure, I love the world. Right, We're adventurous people. I want them to have confidence that they can go and do anything. So I love to travel and I wanted my kids to, to love to travel and not be afraid to say yes to opportunities. So they've all flown alone on a plane. They've all traveled together without Joe or I. One goes to college in Utah, one in Florida. I live in Illinois. The third one is not far from us, but they all had that choice. 
They all have active passports. They save their money. They value traveling. So they save when they know they're going on an adventure so they can, they can do extra things, especially for a generation who can work from anywhere and they have the ability to set their own hours. Having the love of travel I believe will afford them many opportunities and I believe in abundance. I want them to believe that too. So do you have core values for yourself and your family? I have an action step for you. Set aside time over the next two weeks to brainstorm and hammer them out. Maybe you do it at your family meeting and then post them where everyone can see them and refer to them often. Reward them for making decisions based on those core values and you're going to have some pretty confident, amazing, independent humans. Look, does it take time and money to be able to invest into raising great kiddos? Heck yes. This is why I'm working so hard to create these podcasts. So you can see, my gosh, if you just believe in yourself and you take that risk to go build your boutique portrait photography business, one that gives you your time back, you will have the extra money and the extra time to be able to get your kids the resources and experiences they need to build the lives that they love. Notice I didn't say stuff. Your kiddos don't need new cars and fancy things, and really, you don't either. Invest your money into yourself, your business, so that you can invest in them. Then go cool places with them. Sit six inches from them on a plane ride and get lost in a city so you have to solve problems together. There's no price you can put on those adventures and experiences. I think this parenting conversation is interesting because each generation is different, isn't it? This generation coming up, they may never work nine to five at an office. Probably a very small group of them will start at a job and retire from that same job like the generation before me. But I believe they value quality of life because they were raised by a generation who wants to put their family first. I love seeing how more men are hands-on during the day with their kiddos more than ever before. And moms like me can have careers and put their family first. I believe each generation tries to do better than the generation before. And to my core, I believe that there is no better thing we can do for the future than to pour into our children and help them build a life that matters. You're here still listening because you want to be more, have more, and do more. Show your kids how to believe in themselves by letting them watch you go build your best life, even when you're scared, because you want to build a life that has meaning and impact. And only you can model for them what a life that matters looks like. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing. And it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60 day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. 
We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.